0: What is the one thing that you need to have an opinion the only thing you need to have an opinion is a brain but what do you need to voice that opinion well there are many there are many ways you could look at this you could think of it well you could you need a you need a mouth so you could you know one way to share your opinion is by saying it Um, and then fingers, that's another, that's another way. Um, working vocal cords or mouth, you could tie into that. Um, but anyway, my point is that for an opinion, you don't need that much. You don't need to, you don't need to possess that much. We all have opinions, and that's perfectly reasonable. It's a good thing that we have opinions because it shows that we are different i mean could you imagine a world where we're the same or well, let's say or let's say we weren't all the same but let's say you know there were only there let's say that there were only 10 ways to look at things so if you take the 7 billion people in the world you know and you say okay so you divide you divide these 7 billion people into 10 into 10 groups Because they think 10 different ways. It would still be, it would still be a very boring world. Because you would, because you would just need to find, you know, different people than, nine different people than you. And you're good. To, to find, to find variety. But we, but we, you know, we as humans, we have different ideas. We have different feelings. We have different, ideas we have different experiences we have different lives we have different life experiences so what what am I what am I getting at here um there's an article by I've never heard of this I've never heard of this website but it's called Bossip um, gossip but with a b instead of a g bossip.com and this was from Saturday Black dean at University of Alabama forced to resign after alt-right site outs truthful tweets about racist police. Okay, now, here we go. A black dean of students at the University of Alabama was forced to resign after racist, uh, and I will say this, there is there is um, profanity in it, and you, as you guys know, I don't cuss. Um, so if you guys, if I sound like I'm reading slowly, kind of like a, like a second grader, that's because I'm trying to, you know, find words to replace, replace the other words. Um, so just, just kind of bear with me and, and thank you for, thank you for staying with me. A black dean of students at the university of Alabama was forced to resign after racist ASS website Breitbart outed him for past tweets about, wait for it, police being racist pigs. According to AL.com, the university released the following statement about the resignation. Dr. Jamie Riley has resigned his position at the University of Alabama by mutual agreement. Neither party will have further comments. <clears throat> A spokeswoman for the university said in an email to, the, uh, to, the, to AL.com. What did Riley say that was deemed so egregious by conservative snowflake soup cookies? Never heard that term before. Interesting. The American flag, here's the quote. The American flag represents a systemic historic of racism for my people. A a systemic history of racism for my people. Um, Riley wrote about in the tweet that most troubled Breitbart. Police are a part of that system. Is it that hard to see the correlation? And this is back in the article this is no longer a quote. Of course they are mad that a black man called a thing a thing. Police in all caps are racist, bigots, and power abusers, just like the men and women who oppress minorities throughout American history. But far be it from far be it from us to call that out, right? And in October 2017 tweet, Riley posited that white people need to STFU with their judgments about what is racist and what isn't because, well, they never experienced racism a day in their lives. Now, remember what I, remember, I didn't say too long ago, remember what I said about having an opinion? When we say, if we say something is racist... That is, that is opinion-based. If we hear a word or we see something, something goes off in our m- mind and we think that's racist. So my question... My question to Riley... Well, l- let me say this. Let me, let me read his tweet. Um, I'm baffled about how the first thing white people say is is quote that's not racist end quote when they can't even experience racism riley tweeted according to breitbart these are the tweets that forced a black man out of his job at a university predominantly made up of white people with red necks. s m f h all right well Some of you guys know I'm going with this. Some of you might not know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that we need to understand. You know. Let's go back to the racism thing. What is what is considered racism? What does that mean? If like I ask you this. If I showed you, let me, if I showed you 10 pictures, let's, let's say this. Let's, let's say I showed a hundred people 10, the same 10 pictures. Let's say I brought in, let's say I brought in one person, those hundred people one by one and sat them at a table. And I had the pictures face down on the table. And they sat on the table and I said, Flip over each each picture one at a time, and I want you to look at it. And they get they get ten seconds for each picture. And then I say and then I ask them, which one were any of those racist? Were any of those pictures racist? And then I say, if so, why? And then I add another question, which might be strange: Why is that? Is that why is that picture not racist? We would get so many different opinions. Now I will say this about this Riley character: He has the right to say what he wants. Do I agree with him? Absolutely not. The here and, and here and here's an interesting thing that he says. The American flag represents a systemic history of racism for my people. You know, it's really amazing how symbols represent different things. If you if you took a, if you took the American flag and showed it to 100 people, let's say you did that same, same experiment, except you did it with the American flag. You brought them in one by one, and um, you asked each of them. You said, "Okay, 30 seconds. Go." When I when I say go tell me or when i say go time starts what does the american flag mean to you go how many different answers do you think i would get the american symbols mean different things to different people when i think when i see the american flag i think of america being the greatest country in the history of the world that's what I think. the, the these, these words and symbols mean different things. So I don't agree with what he says. But he does have the right to say it. He says police are part of the system that causes um, the systemic history of racism in America. Um... I would, I would, here's the thing that I would want to do. I would want to ask him what he means by that. And I would want to ask him for specific examples. And I would, I would kind of, I would want to ask him, does he think, does he think that all police are racist? Does he believe, you know, I remember I had a, I remember I had a, I, I talked about him before, but I remember I had a professor in my in college he talked about he his words were all police are pigs all police are racist pigs he said that and here's the thing he was he was kind of the typical angry black man that you that you that you know the stereotype that you would kind of think of um and yeah, he he was a professor, and I I respected him, you know, for saying what he had to say. Most of what he said I didn't agree with in the class. I probably agreed with him maybe on 10% of things. There there was stuff that we did that we did have common ground on. Um but what we need to understand is like that that is quite a thing to say that all police are racist that they're all bigots and they're all power abusers. I mean that's just that's just ridiculous. I mean how can you say that? How can how can you say that all of them are? Because that's such an extreme. That is such an absolute. Do I believe he should have lost his job for this? No, I don't. I don't. Is this tweet debatable? Absolutely. We could, we could debate on this for hours. I mean, there's so many things. There's so many things. Like there's here's there's three parts of this tweet. First part, the American flag represents a systemic history of racism for my people. We could debate that for days, days. And I'm not saying me and him, but just, just, just take. Okay, let's just let's take. First of all, who are your people? Do you mean black people? What do we mean by black people? What What is a black person? That question still hasn't been answered. Represents a systemic history, history of racism for my people. We could go on about that. Police are part of that system. We could debate that for a long time. Is it that hard to see the correlation? Now, here's the thing that I think we can admit. In all... In all occupations you do have some crazy you do have some crazies out there you have you have some extremists you have people who should not be doing that job who are very bad at their job and i will say this there are some police who use their who misuse their power i will i will concede that but to say that but to say police are racist biggest and power abusers that's an extreme statement and now now that's not part of the tweet, that's that's the commentary. Um but I think we we have to be very careful with what we say here. Because because remember words do words do mean something. Then the next part, is it that hard to see the correlation? Here's the thing. I remember I had this discussion with my friends. I remember I had this discussion with my friends during whatchamacallit. Uh we were we were having we were having dinner one day and um Oh, that's right. It was it wasn't it wasn't it was uh Stefan Clark had just been had just been uh shot and it was like the next day and me and my friends were sitting there <coughs> in the dining commons discussing And yes, by the way, I am still sick. Yes, thank you for bearing with me. It's probably going to be the rest of the month. So just thank you. But anyway, we were sitting there. We were sitting there. And we were kind of talking. And it was just kind of amazing. Because I had... uh, I was thinking, I was like, you know... Because here's my thing. here's Here was a question that I uh, posed to them. I said, how many times... Is too many times to shoot a person. How many, like, how many, how many, how many bullets is too many? Where it's like, okay, that's too many. Like that's overkill. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And so we we were just kind of debating that, and we were like, well, there really is no number because when your life is in danger, reason doesn't isn't there anymore. You just you just You don't want when you are fighting, you don't want a fair fight. You you are trying you're trying to live. You're trying you're trying you are trying to make sure that you stay alive. And another question that I asked them, and that they asked me, actually they asked me this question, and I I couldn't really answer it. And it wasn't and it was uh it was really thought provoking. And because the comment came from kind of like, you know, some people could look at this as a racist act. You know, that he was shot and stuff like that. And one of my friends, and now I personally did not think that the Stefan Clark thing was racist. I didn't think that. But I was just saying that, you know, some people would take it like that. And one of my friends that was sitting there, he was like, you know, he was like, how can you prove that something is racist? How can you prove that something is a racist act? And I was like, that's a fantastic, I didn't say this out loud, but I was like, that's a fantastic question. How can you prove that? And it go, it goes back it goes back to my scenario. If I describe something to you, if I describe an event where I give no names, I give no ethnicities, I give no, I don't give the sex of the person. I do all of that, and I say, okay, how do you feel about that situation? And then I do it again, but I give names and I give ethnicities and I give and I give the sex the sexes of the individuals. Now we're playing, now we're playing in different situations here. Because we're not, we're not using stick figures in our heads. And I think it's amazing that we as a society, and I know I've mentioned this a lot, but we as a society, we tend to look at things and we just look at, we look at skin color, sex, and we, we just look at, we just look at intersectionality and stuff like that. That, that's what we look at. And through, and through those lenses, which we shouldn't do, we determine, we determine what the event is like. It's like, okay. It's like, oh, okay, you know, police shot. It's like police shot, you know, unarmed black man. It's like, okay. What if, what if it was, what if it was police shot man? What if it was police shot unarmed man? And then you have police shot unarmed black man. Now we, now you have, now you have three different scenarios in your head. You're looking at it in three different ways. I'm not saying all of you out there, but we need to, we need to stop looking at things through race. It, it doesn't help anybody. I mean seriously, who does it help? All it does is it just brings more division. That's that's all this does. That's all this does. Who does this who does it benefit? I ask this, who does it benefit when we when we look at things through intersection through intersectional lenses? Who does it benefit? That's the question I'm leaving you with. I'm baffled about how the first thing white people say is that's not racist when they can't even experience racism. How can you say that a person can't experience racism? What is racism? How can you say that someone can't experience something? I would make this argument: you you can't have you can't have two of the same. Ex- if you put two people, if you put if you took two twins and you put them through the exact same scenario, they're not going to experience the exact same thing. They're going to go through different emotions, different ideas, different feelings. People are different. You can't you can't ex- there are no two alike experiences. One thing I one thing I've kind of always struggled with is you know, people people kinda tend to open up to me, and I've never really understood why. Um, but sometimes when people open up to me, like they will talk about how you know they'll talk about something that just happened in their life, some you know, their their uh their life story. <coughs> and <coughs> they will ask me, you know, they'll ask me, you know, what do I think? And I was like, well, Here's the thing, I'm not you, I don't think like you, and and it's, and it's hard for me because I can't, people say, you know, walk in someone else's shoes, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can try, but you can't, you know why? Because you're wired differently than that person, they're wired differently than you, they don't have your life experiences, you don't have theirs, you can try, you can you can you can extrapolate, you can theorize. You can you can guess, but you you can't possibly you can't possibly walk in someone else's shoes and just be like, "You know what? You know what, man? I I know how you feel." I have no clue how you feel. I have no clue how you feel. That's why to me when people say that it's like I don't want to say it's garbage. But it's like, okay, um look, man, lady, no you don't. I don't tell I don't tell people I don't tell people, "Man, I know how you feel." Because I don't. I have no I know how I feel. I I I think I know how you feel. I think I have an idea of what you're feeling and what you're going through, but I don't know. We we just have to be we just have to be worried that we have to understand that yes we are alike but we are also very different. None of our life experiences are the same. They're not. Everything we go through we go through with different lenses. Me, my sister, my little brother, you know, we grew up in and what we see as different we see different households. We have the same parents. But my sister my sister was born. Um when my sister, you know, she was first. And so she um uh, through her eyes, she was more, you know, they kinda didn't let her do as much. Um, middle child, I didn't really do much of anything at all. My brother, he was he's kinda able to do the most and he's kind of the most free. But we see we see our family dynamic differently. It's like we, we were living in the same household, but we, had, we were experiencing different things. And it's just so amazing. So what we need, we just have to understand. We just, I mean, this is just, a, to me, this is a dumb statement. I'm baffled about how the first thing white people say is that's not racist when they can't even experience racism. That doesn't make any sense. That like that that doesn't make any sense. Next story. All right. Um So New York City um New York City is in an interesting Period right now. Okay. This is um this is very, very dangerous. New York City threatens up to two hundred and fifty dollar grand in fines for using terms like illegal alien threatening to call ice. <coughs> Okay. New York City's Commission on Human Rights announced on Thursday that residents could face up to twenty five hundred two hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines if they use terms such as "illegal alien" with intent to demean, humiliate, or harass a person. Now that is not a good idea. Here's why. First of all, first of all, that's violating free speech. Okay, you're just saying. You're just saying, okay, we're not gonna let you say those words because you know those those aren't nice words. We don't like we don't like those words. And because you're saying them, we're gonna find you, we're gonna find you a quarter of a million dollars. Um, that is up to, up to, excuse me, up to a quarter of a million dollars. With intent to demean, humiliate, or harass a person. How can you define that? How do you say that? How can you How can you say, I intended to humiliate someone? I intended to demean someone. I intended to harass someone. Hate has no place here, a tweet from the city of New York read. The city's an... Okay, here's the thing. Illegal alien. Some may say that that's hateful. And one of the things I've learned, in, you know, being a communications major is wow, that's really interesting that words words to, words said to one words said to if you if you show someone a word or you hear a word, people get different ideas and different feelings about it. I don't think illegal alien is hateful. It's a term, it's a term that's used to, that's used to describe someone. No, it may not be politically correct. It may not be politically correct. Cause it's it's amazing how we actually talked about this in I think one of our textbooks. We talked about things like, you know, instead of saying instead of saying, you know, illegal alien, you should say an undocumented migrant. And it was just just really interesting. The city's announcement ticked off a list of offensive ways to address immigrants, including threatening to call immigration and ICE Customs Enforcement or harassing someone for their limited English proficiency. Threatening to call ICE when motivated by discrimination, derogatory use of the term illegal alien, and discrimination based on the limited English proficiency are unlawful discriminatory treatment under the NYC Human Rights Law. The announcement read, it clarified that calling ice with a discriminatory motive was a violation it was not immediately clear what new york city would consider a call to ice lacking in discriminatory motive that's the question what do the what do these things mean intent to demean so it's whatever you think it means it's whatever it's whatever It's whatever, you know, okay, so you're in court and you're like, hmm, looking at the situation, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm removed from the situation, so I'm looking at you, the person who, who did these things and said these words, and I'm looking, I'm trying to determine your intent. Finds of up to $250,000 can be assessed for each act of willful discrimination and damages are available to complaints, the city said. New Yorkers could also face fines if they use similar language towards a lawful resident or citizen whom they perceive to be in the country illegally. The NYC Commission on Human Rights defines discrimination on the basis of Perceived, here's the thing, perceived or actual immigration status and national origin under the NYC human rights law in public accommodation, employment, and housing. The Commission on Human Rights has a history of censoring speech it deemed harmful. You guys already know how I feel about censoring speech. I'm completely and totally against it. It is a dangerous road to go down. we don't like that word because it's, 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 um, it's, uh, it's not nice. And we're, you know, I'm telling you, let me, let me read this. Ilhan Omar criticized, um, criticized Trump and, uh, for calling someone and for calling someone an illegal alien. Um, here's her tweet. No one is an alien. Uh, no one is a quote, is a quote, alien, end quote. This is separation. This is family separation on a massive scale. Dehumanizing immigrants and tearing apart families will not make us any stronger. It will only destroy lives, traumatize children, and make our country less safe. And so here's, here's the thing that I'm, that I'm talking about. And also, also concerning this, you know, you talk about separation of families. You guys need to understand President Obama up to this point in history. So if you take the number of days Donald Trump has been in office to the number of days, to the equal number of days that President Obama was in office, um, if you take the same number of days and you look at the number of deportations, Obama beats him. Obama Obama has Trump beat so I just I just find it amazing you know that they don't they don't really go for this and it really it really kind of shows that the left they don't care they don't really care like they say they do about uh, illegal immigrants they don't they don't do that and it's just so interesting because because it just shows it's like, well, you know what if we do it if we do it it's okay. but if you do it on the other side of the aisle, uh, we don't like that and you're racist and you're you're uh, you're a bigot and you are uh, you know you just you just you're you're a xenophobe and you, you you don't like people that are different than you. But you know Obama has if you if you take the same number of days, Obama has done more deportations than Trump. And this whole, like, this whole idea that, you know, Trump is just, just a monster, and I I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand where these people get these, get these ideas in their head, and it's just absolute garbage. It's absolute garbage. But anyway, that's not the point here. This is, this is censoring speech. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Now, I will say this. Um, people, uh, people who, now, I will say this. There are some people who do, you know, they'll come across a person and they'll say, okay, oh, you know, go back to your country. Um, are you a citizen? Stuff like that. Stuff like that is just, to me, it's just stupid. It's just like, dog like get a life seriously like i just at the end of the day i'm not going to go out of my way to find someone who i who i think you know what they don't i don't you know what they they kind of struggle with english i don't i don't think they live here so i'm or i don't think they should be here i don't think they belong here i think they're here illegally so let me call them out on it i'm not going to do that i think it's dumb i think it's just waste of time and I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Just, this is just learning another language. Learning another language is hard. It is very hard. It is not easy to do. And so, you know, whether, when I see, when I see, you know, bilingual, you know, people that are bilingual, um, and I see immigrants who come from other countries and just where, where they're from, it just amazes me how they can learn languages so quickly one reason one reason being because they have to and it's like, man, it's just so amazing and English is a hard language to learn. it is a very hard language to learn but I will say this um I used to I used to be annoyed I, I'm gonna admit this. I used to be annoyed with people when I heard them speaking in other languages. And I would be like, bro, this is like, I would just, I'd be one of those people and you may be shocked, but I used to be one of those people where I was like, bro, this is America, speak English. I used to think like that. But then when I did some thinking, I was, I just sat myself down and I was like, I was like, if I had to go to another country for some reason, let's say I did everything legally, even if you gave me, even if you gave me like, a year or let's say let's say you gave me 10 years and i had to learn spanish i i i can't imagine i can't imagine being able to do it i'm in a place that i don't know with a language that i don't really understand and i'm just kind of fumbling along and just kind of figuring things out as i go it's just um, to me it's just amazing how you know how they can how they can do that I mean, necessity, necessity is a very powerful, is a very powerful motivator. But, you know, I don't know. When I just see, when I see bilingualism, um, it, it really does amaze me. It really does amaze me. I, I'm taking Spanish right now. I took, (laughs) I took Spanish 1 in high school, Spanish 2, uh, I, I took Spanish 1 and Spanish 2 in high school. And then currently I'm taking Spanish 1B. And I took Spanish 1A last last semester with a fantastic professor. Um, But, you know, I'm looking at this and it's like, man. Like, I kind of get Spanish. I somewhat understand it. I could carry on a conversation for maybe three minutes at best. And it would be a very, very slow conversation from my end for sure. But it's just like, man, it's amazing how they can do that. But anyway... I know I went off on a tangent, but I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this at all. I'm not a fan of censoring language. I don't like. I don't like language being censored, on any level. I think it's wrong. I think it is just flat out wrong to do. So you know we're gonna see what happens here um I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna be honest it wouldn't surprise me if this came to California next because California and you know California and uh New York you know we're always fighting to see who can be the most crazy the most liberal the most left you know we're just racing us in New York are just racing to see who can get to the le- to the to the to the end of the lefts on the end of the left spectrum. That that that's what we're doing. So, I'm going to say this: those in California, don't be surprised if this becomes a thing in thing in uh, California. And I'm in Sacramento. I I I can't I I can, I can I can envision this ha- being, you know, happening very quickly, like before the year is out. I'm praying it doesn't. I don't like it at all. I don't speech should not be censored you may not like the term illegal alien but people use different words for different you know to describe the same the same thing okay next topic last topic i should say okay so this is a little bit comical a little bit comical um, this is from the Western Journal. Fantastic, fantastic site. Western, Western. Warren's lemonade stand photo op backfires when kids donate proceeds to pro-life group. So let me give you guys some background so you guys can understand. Democratic presidential candidate Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, um, hope that a photo of her at an Iowa lemonade stand would get her a few votes. Instead, it will help the annual March for Life, the annual March for Life, an event that contrasts with the strongly pro-abortion platform espoused by Warren. On August 8th, Warren stopped by a Harlan, Iowa lemonade stand run by two 11-year-olds, Sienna Michaels and Audrey Billings. Warren tweeted an an image of herself with the girls, stopped for a quick drink at lemonade at lemonade stand in, in Harlan, Iowa. When life gives you lemons, make a big structural change, he tweeted. wonder who came up with that one. Our daughters thought Warren was nice said Dan Michaels, a Trump supporter whose daughter was running the stand, according to the Washington Free Beacon. Warren paid $10 for (laughs) seven $1 cups of lemonade. The Michaels family then discussed how to use the money. The girls wanted their parents to vote for someone who was famous and treated them nicely. But her parents tried to explain that there was something more at stake in the upcoming presidential election. Um, and that, that that's a great lesson that's a good job by the parents. It's not about you know fame, it's not about that. It's about okay, you know, it's about policy. It's about policy and who can represent the country the best. That's what that's what elections need to be about. It's not about fame. It's not about you know, it's not a popularity contest. Now they do they do take the popular vote into consideration. You know, you know, they do look at the stats and stuff like that. But ultimately it's not about who's more popular. What's important is the best policies and who's gonna represent the country the best. She came this is back in the article. She came by and told us we should vote for her. And our daughters told us she was a nice person, but we don't align with her politically. And <clears throat> because she's pro-choice, we said we should donate her money. We should donate her money to a pro-life cause, Michael said. That led to a family discussion of abortion and Warren's solidly, solidly pro-abortion legislative history. My daughter told us that she wanted us to vote for her, Michael said. We talked about the abortion part of things and said maybe we should donate money to stop abortion, and my daughter was all for that. As a result, the girls and their parents decided to decide the money might go better to the pro- to the Pro-Life, March for Life, Education and Defense Fund. Um, the girls made $80 in sales. Oh, good job, girls. And were in the national limelight for a heartbeat due to the Warren tweet. They had a taste of the downside of such national exposure, exposure when commentators implied, sarcastically or not, that they were shrewd entrepreneurs taking advantage of Warren. Uh, here's Here's one tweet by jeet here i don't know i don't know um obviously warren doesn't have a plan for solving the problem of price gouging lemonade stands and that was in response to kim norvell just happened to come across uh at elizabeth warren buying lemonade from from some girls in harlan it was seven bucks she gave them 10 this is iowa that was her response. <clears throat> I did see that on Twitter and people are saying that they are scamming her, Michaels said. We explained to them it's just how people are. And that's kinda the thing that people are kind of stupid for. You know, we, we, we can take a here's the thing, we can take a photo and we can take a small snippet of something, and we completely remove we we immediately develop develop a narrative in our heads. And we think, oh, okay, this must be the reason, and this must be the explanation. And we could be dead wrong. That's one thing That's one thing I've tried, that's one thing I try to get better at myself. I do, I do, myself sometimes fall into this, fall into this hole. Where I see something, and I think, oh, I know what happened here. But I really don't, and I don't have the full context. I just go, based off past experiences... I, uh, I'll go off, I'll go off a couple sentences, and then my mind will extrapolate and go on and think, okay, this is probably, this is likely what happened. And I have to stop myself from doing that, and, or I just have to let my brain go on and do that, and, but just keep reading. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. We always have to, we always have to develop ourselves, and to, to try to make ourselves better, and to, to improve upon, to improve upon ourselves. And this is back in the article. And although by next summer the flood of politicians crisscrossing Iowa will have faded, the girls' enthusiasm for selling lemonade will not. As Michael says, he expects the girls to be back in business next year. Girls, you go ahead and do your thing. So this is this is just interesting to me. Um, you guys already know how I feel about abortion. You already know that I'm pro-life. Um, abortion, at the end of the day, is murder. For convenience. So you know, you guys are you guys already know how I feel about that. Um, but I'm I'm glad, you know, I don't know I don't know how well this actually went. Um but you know hopefully, you know, hopefully those girls keep doing the lemonade thing. I hope. Um you know they're just they're just and here's the thing. And this is this is actually this is actually this picture is from August eighth this elizabeth warren photo so it's it's a it's a ways back but i think we just you know i'm glad that i'm glad that these parents took the time to explain um the meaning of uh the power of politics and what and why they're why they are important and how to go about elections Remember, elections, it's not a popularity contest. You don't have to like the person. As I've said before, Trump was not my number one guy. I couldn't vote in in the 2016 election. I wasn't old enough. I will be voting in this election. But it's not a... Here's what we need to understand. It's not about liking the person. It's It's not the personality. And it's also not... One thing that does kind of frustrate me is, you know, someone's religious stance. The president, the office of the, the, okay, the presidency has never been a moral or religious position. That's not what it's for. That's not the point. Now, I'll say this. If their policies are great, if they will represent the country well, and they are a Christian, to me, that is like, man, you're golden. You're like, go for it guy girl go for it i don't care go for it but that's not the first thing i look for i don't look i don't look at oh are they a christian no oh well i guess i can't vote for him no that's not what i do that's not what i do and that's not what you should do either you shouldn't vote for someone just just because they check a certain you know they check a certain intersectional box oh you know i i remember there were some people who uh, who I remember when Obama was running, there were some people who were like, you know, I, I I voted for him because he was black. I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting. And even then, I was kind of I was getting into politics. Um, but during that time, during that time, I didn't really care that Obama was, you know, trying to be the first black president. I was just like, okay, um, what are your policies, man? And I, wasn't, I just wasn't too big on it, but I will say this. It was exciting to see a black guy running. I will admit that. It was exciting to see a black guy running. And I was like, wow, it's possible that a black guy could get in the White House. That's crazy um, concerning the history. But I was like, well, I guess, I mean, ultimately, like, you know, is it going to help the country? Because that, that's really all I care about. Are your policies good for the well-being of the nation? That's my biggest concern. You know, you have you have some of these politicians, these politicians that they pander. And I don't like it from either side. My thing is from a that, that's one thing I like about Trump. Trump is himself. You may not like what he has to say, but you but you know, you know something? You know who Trump is. You know what Trump is really like. You know the way he really thinks. And it's like, you know what? I do what I respect you for that. I'm not a fan of his personality. I think he's I think he's a big mouth. I I'm like Trump, you know, just just take it easy, dog. You know, just just stay off of Twitter, man. But that's just that's who he is. But I like I like his policies. That's what we need to go for. It's not about we just when you vote and, you know, we still got a while, but when you, when you vote, remember, you don't have to like the individual. You don't have to like the person. You're not going to be having dinner with this person. You're not going to be sleeping with this person. You, you're not going to be, you're not going to be actively engaging with this person on a day to day, week to week, month to month basis. That's what you need to look at. So just just take it easy. Just take it easy on this stuff.